Welcome to this episode of the John Henry Weston Show, where we're going to be talking about an appeal, an appeal being made to the bishops of the whole wide world to please give us back the sacraments in a safe way, however they can, but to please make sure that they know that this is an absolute essential for Catholics and for the world. You're going to want to stay tuned. We've got Janet Smith, Professor Janet Smith from the Detroit Seminary, uh, who's going to be talking with us. Stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Professor Janet Smith, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much. You do know I'm retired. I was of the Sacred Heart Major Seminary, but now I'm a free agent. Absolutely, absolutely. Free to cause as much trouble as I can wherever <laughs> I want to. That's right, but the title is still well-deserved. <laughs> right. Um, so let's talk about this. This has been, I mean, the, the world has absolutely changed everywhere. Um, we're, we're heading into uh, a holy week with absolutely no public celebrations, at least for the most part, in, in Rome, in the Vatican, um, in, in most dioceses around the world. We are bereft of Mass. The one thing that gives us our, uh, you know, main hope for salvation, the, the bread of heaven on earth, is seemingly removed from everyone. If you can first address that, uh, reality we're living to, in today. Yes, uh, the bishops have been been what I would call. I'm sorry to say, missing in action. Right? We haven't heard much from them. Uh, they, you know, they published some letters of, of "We'll get through this together," and most of them are offering their Sunday mass um, live streamed. But as far as really explaining to us why they've made the decisions they've made, and convincing us that they are doing everything they can to make certain that we have what access to the sacraments is permitted to us during this time. We're not hearing that. And so this is a, a plea from the heart of the laity who are saying, you know, bishops, we're, we're believers. We believe that Jesus Christ is there in the sacraments. We believe that, that God wants this, this sacrifice, this offering to be made every Sunday. We've been going to Mass our whole life long. And now you're telling us, and we understand, we understand that there are circumstances in which the, the liturgy needs to be uh, suspended. But really, is there nothing we can do uh, in a diocese that I know of? A priest wanted to, for Palm Sunday, wanted to hold a mass in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And everybody would come in their cars and leave in their cars, right? Mm -hmm. And the bishop said, no, they, he couldn't do it. And why not? And he said, well, because we have a law in this directive in this state that that would be considered a public gathering. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying, well, is it? I mm -hmm. mean, and has he called? And has he had his lawyers call and ask? And has yeah. he tried to persuade them that this is perfectly safe? I mean, yeah. what is it going in your, from your house to your car to back again? I mean, into, to, to mass and back again. What is it that could be a risk for spreading the virus? Absolutely. And it, it just, absolutely. So why isn't this, why aren't the bishops saying to every one of your priests, if you can get this set up, do it. And I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. I'm going to do it at the cathedral. So Perfect. it's that major, major thing um, yeah. that, and as you said, maybe they're planning something. Maybe they are. I hope, I hope and hope and hope and hope they're praying, they're doing something. 
But why don't they tell us? Why mm-hmm. are we out here as if there's some sort of Wizard of Oz behind a curtain that's that's going to pr- produce something magic at, at the end? Why aren't they talking to us and, yeah. and coming online and, and saying, you know, I know that your hearts are broken. I know that you have a yearning for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing everything I can. Yeah. We're not hearing that. No, here are some interesting things. We have beer stores open. We have liquor stores open. In Canada, they have the pot stores open. In many jurisdictions in the United States, abortion facilities continue to run. Yes. Um, right. And yet, they, because they're all considered essential services. And somehow, they're not considering the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the reception of the Sacrament of Reconciliation, sometimes even for the dying, as essential services. That's just totally bizarre. Well, you know, it really does reveal their thinking that we have to, this gives us an opportunity to combat that thinking. This is what the bishops should be doing. Mm -hmm. They should be saying, yes, you can suspend sporting events. You can suspend um, musical uh, concert. You can do that. But religious services aren't that, Mm -hmm. right? They aren't that. We are on the face of this earth in order to be in an intimate relationship with our Lord. That's the Mm -hmm. reason we're here. And the sacraments are essential to us sustaining that relationship. And we need to let people understand that we don't understand our religion to be just a social gathering with some prayer, right? Mm -hmm. This is a profoundly meaningful and effective, effective ceremony that brings graces into this world that are necessary for fighting things like the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. And the the man or woman who's dying on their deathbed in the hospital, right? And they're being the priests are being denied entry uh, to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this again: this isn't like delivering flowers. This isn't like delivering a, a, a teddy bear, right? This is bringing to this person on the last moment of their lives something that they wanted their whole lives at the last moment of their lives. Yeah. We can equip priests with this protective personal personal protective equipment and get them in there. And if hospitals are denying it. The bishops need to be on the phone. They need to be on the phone to the to the president of the hospital, to the board, to the doctors, any influential person, and saying, you know, this is not, as you said, this is essential. It's not something that we can just say, okay, we'll shrug our shoulders, uh, you know, we hope we can return to normalcy. Say, mm-hmm. no, this is not a dispensable thing. Yeah. Surely the liquor stores and beer stores, <laughs> and we know the abortionists have argued that their services are essential. Where are our bishops arguing that the religious services, that the Mass is essential, that the sacraments are essential? Um, and it's so funny because your request, the request of so many Catholics around the world right now, is not extreme by any means. It's acknowledging the, yes, there is a serious virus out there. It is talking about wearing personal protective equipment, wearing a mask if need be to your church. Now, people are already going into grocery stores without masks or with masks, it doesn't matter, told to stay six feet apart. That's totally doable at mass. Your suggestion you raised earlier about cars in the parking lot how can it possibly do anything wrong? <laughs> no one's restricted yet from driving on the street. If it's that bad, then wow, what are we in? But this is just an absolute necessity. It's an absolute essential. The holy sacrifice of the mass, as Padre Pio once said, it's easier for the world to survive without the sun than without the mass. And here we have an effective shutting down of the mass from the people. I know it's being said privately, but it's just an impossible situation. Yeah, I, it's a total agreement. I mean, if, if they started to uh, shut, um, you know, 
labs where they're looking for a cure. Everybody would scream. They'd say, that's essential to what we're doing. I say, well, prayer is essential. Mm. This is God's universe. Yeah. And it's not that we can't pray without the sacraments. We can pray without Mass on Sunday. If somehow it could seep through the car door and infect people, well, then we shouldn't go. Mm-hmm. But we have absolutely no reason to believe that. Yeah. And um, so it's, it, it, you know, we need to explore every possibility. People, I'm reading all sorts of brilliant ideas. Some of them are brilliantly crazy, and some of them are possibilities. Mm-hmm. And we, we need to have the bishops say, send them to us. Send us to us every idea that you have about how, um, you know, the anointing of the sick could be done and how we could have liturgy. And I've seen a picture with a, a, a bishop with a monstrance and a pray do outside of his church, mm-hmm. right, doing adoration. Yeah. And then people driving up in their car and driving by or parking and participating in adoration. And some people say, oh, just watch it on TV. And you want to say, I said, wait, wait, you're still not, you don't understand. I mean, if you could be, I mean, there were 4 million people, I think, which was the biggest gathering in mankind. Maybe there's been another one, but 4 million were in Manila when John Paul II came there to go to mass with him. Mm -hmm. All right. Now they, 4 million people cannot see John Paul II, right? But they're there, and they know that there's a difference being there from being in your house and watching a close-up on TV, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We're, we're people who believe that we are our, our bodies and I are one, and when our bodies are, we are, and that we're more profoundly there. I mean, if you had a Sunday, obli- if a Sunday obligation, going to the Mass of 4 million would count, and sitting in front of the TV with a close-up would not, mm-hmm. right? And this, we are Catholics, and we understand this. Uh, you know, and I, I've been singing to people the, the song from um, My Fair Lady, I Want to Be on the Street Where You mm-hmm. Live. Uh, that's how lovers are. Yeah. Lovers want to be in close proximity to those they, those they love. Yeah. So it's not the same to watch it on TV. I, I've, I've, I've greatly enjoyed, much more than I possibly thought I would, mm-hmm. watching the liturgy on TV. Yeah. But it's if I could get, if right now someone said the Mass is going to be down there and you can be down there in your car in 10 minutes, I, I'm on my way. Absolutely. It's a really neat uh, thing. This this talk about lovers it 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 applies so perfectly. I, I've been amazed. I've um, even going to kneel outside the church when you know the mass is being offered inside. People might think you're crazy, but you're not. You love <laughs> the one who's in there, and the sacrifice is going on. You can unite yourself to it in in a way. You're outside a door. But you know, do you remember um, when our Lord was telling the the Samaritan woman, you know, uh, she was asking for a miracle and he was saying, you know, you're not allowed to have it. It's, it's the food from the table shouldn't be given to the dogs. It's only for the kids. She said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs get the scraps from under the table. In some ways, we feel like that too. We'll take the scraps from outside the door. Our Lord is in there, but we can be at least as close to him as we possibly can through the door or whatnot, but we're still there. Yeah, some some nasty person on my Facebook page, whenever I post something, he says, oh, it's just a show of piety. You're just trying to have a show of piety. And I want to say, how do you know that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I mean, if you really, if, if you understood, as you said, you would, there's a beautiful picture of a, um, the doors of the Holy Sepulchre Church in, in Jerusalem. And it's been closed. People can't go in um, to visit the spot of the nativity. And there's a man sitting on the stoop with his, with his head against the door. Hmm. And, you know, it's claiming, and someone's claiming to me that this is just um, sensationalism, emotionalism. It's, uh, 
you know, it's a show of piety. And I was like, you are, you are so crazy. I mean, we go to sit for hours besides the, 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 the um, headstone at the graves of our loved ones. Mm-hmm. They're not there, right? right? But we want to be as close as we, we feel closer there. We feel closer. We're closer to our loved ones. And yeah. again, so it, they just don't understand. And we have to, that's, our bishops should understand. Our bishops should share this feeling with us. We can understand why the secular world doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons um, why the bishops have to stand up for us. They don't have to say, oh, yeah, we understand. We need to cancel everything because uh, these are non-essential services. No, they, <laughs> they can't. They have to resist and, and not resist to say that we we want to break break the directives for safety we want to keep those but mm-hmm. we want to find a way of worshiping that keeps those exactly let's let's talk a little bit about the efficacious you were mentioning that the, the yes. prayer is effective let's talk a little bit about the efficacious nature of prayer especially the holy sacrifice of the mass as it pertains even to a pandemic such as we're experiencing right now Oh, we we think every every mass has infinite value. All right, it brings infinite graces into this world, mm-hmm. and that that everyone there is offering. We Catholics talk about offering our mass, and we offer it up for different intentions. We say, please pour those graces on this world to help the sick and dying. Please pour those graces on this world to give leaders good judgment. Please pour those graces on this world to help healthcare workers. Um, to those who are unemployed and are, are frightened about losing their hu- their housing or not having enough food. We have a Savior that performed miracles. He multiplied loaves and fishes. He made the blind see. He made the lame walk. He made the deaf hear. All right? He can do these things. And we understand him to tell us that this is his body and blood. Mm-hmm. And, and he is now present among us in a way that is like he were in the room itself, all right? And that, and he's operating those same miracles. So for us not to be doing this is not having access to the very thing that is going to eventually result in a, in a cure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the great, it's, everything is a matter of grace, everything. And so all the hospitals we have, all the scientists we have, those are God's gift to us, whether they know they are or not. Mm-hmm. They often think, no, we're just human institutions who are using our human brilliance to achieve brilliant uh, cures, etc. Well, <laughs> I mean, many of the Psalms say, I mean, you, you don't put your confidence in the horse. Put your confidence in God. God mm-hmm. gave you the horse. God gave you all these gifts. And so we just want to thank God that we're that we're relatively safe. We want to thank Him that we're coming up with solutions, and we, we want to uh, beg for. For graces, so it is efficacious, and we're not doing the very thing that Jesus gave us in order to bring those graces into this world. Mm-hmm. Let's talk for a minute about brass tacks. Now, this is hard <laughs> because there's a lot of bishops who, you know, you've been working on the sexual abuse problem for a long time now. Many of them were reticent to do anything at all, even in the face of horrific situations. So. How are you thinking that we can move them at this point to do something in the face of coronavirus, the government telling them not to, fear of lawsuits, fear of whatever they're afraid of? What can we do? What do you think we, will move Honestly, them? we have to make our voices heard, do our best to make sure that they can't say, we didn't know, we didn't know how important this was with you, you never told us, we thought you were doing just fine, we thought you were happy. Mm-hmm. We have to make our voices known. Um, Again, I I don't have a great confidence that the bishops are going to be responsive. 
But again, I believe in miracles, right? And I guess my hope is this. I hope at least one bishop, and I, I'm sure there's at least one, <laughs> who would say, uh, thank you. Thank you for going to all this trouble. Uh, thank you to John Henry Western for going to all this trouble to have this broadcast. Thank you to all these others who are writing stories and doing broadcasts and po posting things and doing everything. Thank you, because we need to hear from you. We need to know what you're thinking. And it's hard for us to hear because we're very busy in meetings and we've got this protective shell around us. And you make phone calls and you write letters and you do this. And, and the chances that it gets to us are pretty slim. But if you um, write an open letter that's courteous and that it's um, reasonable uh, and it's trying to work with, in accord with all parameters of safety and you get thousands of people, tens of thousands possibly to sign it, thank you because we want to know what you need from us. And this, I'm going to go back to my my staff and I'm going to go through this and I'm going to look on the internet for other ideas or have other people look on the internet for ideas, bring them forward and see what we can do. We didn't know. We didn't know how much you needed to hear from us. Uh, we got it. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't want them to say, oh, you adversarial people who are using one more chance to dump on and criticize the bishops. I would say, yeah. that's not what this is. We want our Jesus, all right? And we want to be in his presence. If we can't receive the Eucharist, we want to, our priests, and I know priests. I, I have talked to a priest twice now. He was on the verge of tears because he can't be with his people and he can't provide the sacraments. And he's doing the best he can, believe me. I, I read one the other night on, on Facebook. He, he took his, the monstrance and walked all around the, the parish uh, periphery, hmm. and, uh, blessing the parish, then sending it out uh, to the world. And he said, mm -hmm. I admit, I, I, my heart is broken yeah. that I can't do the things that I, as a priest, am here to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, it's an amazing thing, that feeling. So... One of the one of the things that you talked about before about uh, oh it's a it's just a false piety or a false emotionalism, <laughs> I, I've wondered about that because watching the masses as I have as well, uh, even though I love it and and sometimes you see priests that are just incredible you never knew even existed and they're saying the most devout masses and they're giving homilies that you're wowed and awed by, but there is such a sadness for me there was a a real sometimes in weeping kind of a sadness and. I wondered what that was, spoke to my spiritual director about it, and he talked about it not being overly emotional. He, he, there is a sense of mourning when you're missing your loved one whom you can't be with and who means more to you than anything else. So I think that that sentiment, that that feeling, those tears, those, uh, you know, is a, a mourning that's good and proper and, and beneficial for spiritual life. Um, and we somehow have to communicate that to to the bishops, as you say. Now, you have uh, launched an open letter uh, to the bishops, which LifeSite has used as well in terms of our petition, doing the same thing, saying the same thing, begging the bishops. Uh, yours is called uh, An Easter People. Can you maybe give the full title of it? We are an Easter people. We are mm -hmm. A-N. We are an Easter people. Our grammar is very perfect. Mm -hmm. We are an Easter people .com. Mm -hmm. And this is where... There's an open letter uh, to the bishops to ask them to please uh, make available more the sacraments. You're not very specific, but you're basically just asking them, as we've been saying in this video, to uh, make it more available. Do what you can. Yes, use the guidelines of the, the health guidelines that are being put out there, but please do something because it really seems we're, we're not getting anything at this point. Well, I... One thing, I'm, people have been sending me good things 
uh, mm-hmm. that are, some bishops are doing. And one of them is actually in my own diocese, that tomorrow they're having a full day of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And they're starting with morning prayer at 7.30 in the morning at the cathedral in Lansing. And then they're going to different churches around the diocese to do um, the Chapel of Divine Mercy, to do Mass, to do evening prayer, to do Lectio Divina for a whole day. It's wow. all online. And I'm thinking, whoa, <laughs> this is what we need, you know, mm-hmm. and this is exactly what we need is, is the, the bishop saying, uh, the, again, we have other means besides the Mass. The Mass is primary and foremost in everything we can do, but we also have, the Catholics have the most amazing set of things that we can do, the liturgy, the liturgy of the hours. It is a liturgy, all right? Pray, pray scripture, you know, um, pray the uh, rosary, all of these things. And say the bishops want to say, I don't want you to lose your faith during this time. And again, if we can't have mass, we are going to unleash these graces in many other ways besides mass. Mass is the most guaranteed, the most straightforward. In fact, all prayer is basically being united with the prayer of the mass. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. But if we can't do the mass, we're doing all these other prayers that are are, are part of that whole movement towards offering uh, prayer and worship to God, our beloved, our beloved God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one of those things about being in person with that I, I don't want to leave before you address that, uh, it, the concept of being in person with someone, not so that we can't do confession over the phone, it, it's not licit. We can't do, um, uh, normally satisfy your, your, your Sunday obligation, uh, unless now we have an indult for that or whatever, but we can't satisfy it without being there in person but it's related also to the the concept of in persona christi can you explain that oh yes well that that um the, no 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 lay person can uh, consecrate the eucharist no no lay person can this is something only a priest can do and only a priest can anoint the sick so the priest is absolutely essential to this and in persona christi means that he has been ordained in a certain way to represent god represent Jesus to be Jesus he's in the person of Christ mm-hmm. and that there's there's um, Christ is in, in the in the uh, what was the bread and the wine and and he's also present in this this sacramental way in the priest himself uh, mm-hmm. when he's consecrating the sacrament so this is not again, nothing substitutable here we can't substitute anything we can't get together for pizza and call it a eucharist all right we can't put an unordained person up there to to uh save mass say mass for us. so uh, other religions don't have so many strictures uh as we do and we believe that you were all handed down by christ that this was all established by christ in his church we're doing what christ has asked us to do and so yes, this is this is why it's unique for us uh, uh, to. We have needs, uh, sacramental needs that other groups don't. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let us end this off with uh, your appeal. Why don't you uh, give a direct appeal to uh, the bishops in yeah. your own words? Just make it to them, and we'll mm. use that. We'll pray with you for that, but also use that so folks out there get the message that they can convey to their own pastors, their own bishops. Yeah, I would like, I suppose I hope that every bishop has watched Pope Francis in his Orbi at Orbi ceremony. I found it one of the most moving things I've ever experienced in my life. Uh, A very frail Holy Father, missing a lung, uh, obviously impaired in his walking, uh, short of breath when he has to go uphill on a distance. 
out in the cold rain, uh, perform this incredible ceremony, which, you know, the, the bishops can do for us, a Eucharistic ceremony, uh, adoration. And if he has the time to do that, I want them to, to, to look at, I living up to my pastoral responsibilities with my laity? Am I doing that? Am I, am I finding out what they need? Am I asking them what they need? And in this, don't just issue a letter. Don't just have your director of communications um, issue something. We, we need you. We need you, our bishops. We need your face uh, on the screen in front of us uh, telling us that how much you know what pain we're in. Um, we know we are patient people. We're, we're people who are willing to sacrifice. We're willing to carry, carry burdens. But we want this opportunity, unique opportunity that Catholicism offers to unleash the graces for the world in this time of the coronavirus. It's not a selfish thing. It's an unselfish thing. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Well, Dr. Janet Smith, it was always great to be with you. And uh, we pray that this is a very successful campaign. May God bless you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for allowing me a hearing here. It's just great. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. And God bless all of you. We'll see you next time. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe well, you, to John the Henry. John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel that if you great. haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Well, I, Thanks you know, again think, for watching. I think it's already May done God a lot of good. I, mean, I, I think it offers consolation to people. It helps them think through a lot of things. Again, I'm astonished at how many people are talking about a show 